Good morning, everyone. I'm JJ Galloway. I'm the lead pastor at, here at Hot Springs First United Methodist Church, and welcome. Welcome to our worship this morning. We pray that you will receive a blessing from our worship and that you will experience unexpected joy. We now will have our prayer, and Kate will lead us in our prayer this morning. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all, for all your love and kindness and all you provide for us. Open our hearts and minds to your presence and message. Guide our thoughts and actions to do your will so others can experience your love and grace. In Jesus' name, amen.
Sometimes you forget to take off the mask. You're so excited. <laughs> but blessed be the name of the Lord today. If you are watching us, then you know that we praise God whenever we can here at First United Methodist Church. And there are many ways in which our offerings, our tithes, and our gifts bless the name of God as well. Will you pray with me now as I encourage you to send in your offerings, your tithes, and our gifts so we, we have many ministries in which we are working for the Lord in our community, in our church, and in our world. Will you pray with me now as we bless those gifts? Gracious God, thank you. Thank you for every good gift from above, especially for your son Jesus. And as we offer ourselves and we offer our tithes and our offerings to you. Bless them as we build the kingdom of God right here in Hot Springs, Arkansas, to the glory of your blessed name. Amen. We have several um, announcements. We have a few announcements for you this morning. Uh, our youth minister, Shane Staten, would love to come and visit with our youth members of our church and their families. So this will be a porch visit. Even when it's a little cool, that's just fine. So call Shane at this number and schedule a time when he can come by and get to know you and talk about life and talk about God and talk about how you're doing and um, you can grow in your faith to, together. Also, we have these wonderful joy kits for you. You will see them on your screen. There's many things in which your family can be together in mission uh, on our joy kits for children, adults, and uh, you can make these uh, kits for children, for adults, and for the homeless. We always remember in Hebrews verse 13, verse uh, 16 of, of the 13th chapter, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. So if you would like to be a part of our joy kits for mission, please uh, do that and give us a call here at the church if you would like to do that. And the last is that we are so pleased to start the, this new ministry here. It's the Blessing Box. It is located out on Pratt Street in front of our church. And there are things, uh, non-perishable food items you can put in there and other items. Uh, if you would like to participate, uh, please call the church office for a list of things that you can if you need some suggestions. Just make sure whatever you give uh, that it can be accessed by our friends who may not have uh, stoves or can openers or anything like that. But we thank God for this blessing box and how we are um, able to bless our community around our church. 
Our scripture reading now uh, is in Genesis and Psalms, and Kylie will read our scripture for us. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Psalms, chapter 23, verse 3, and from the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verses 18 through 36. If you have your Bible, you are invited to read along. Psalms 23-3 He keeps me alive. He guides me in proper paths for the sake of his good name. Genesis chapter 37 verses 18-36 They saw Joseph in the distance before he got close to them, and they plotted to kill him. The brothers said to each other, Here comes the big dreamer. Now, come on now. Let's kill him and throw him in one of the wells. And we'll say a wild animal devoured him. Then we'll see what he becomes of his dreams. When Reuben heard what they said, he saved him from them, telling them, Let's not take his life, Reuben said to them. Do not spill his blood. Throw him in the desert well. But don't lay a hand on him. He intended to say joke to save Joseph from them, and take, take him back to his father. When Joseph reached his brothers, they stripped off Joseph's long robe, took him, and threw him into the well, an empty well with no water in it. When they sat down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, with camels carrying sweet resin, medicinal resin, and fragrant raisins. On their way down to Egypt, Judah said to his brothers, What do we gain if we kill our brother and hide his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let's not harm him because he's our brother. He's family. His brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they pulled Joseph out of the well, they sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the well and found that Joseph wasn't in, in it, he tore his clothes. When he, when, when he returned to his brothers and said, The boy's gone, and where can I go now? His brothers took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They took the long robe, brought it to, to their father, and said, We found this. See if it's your son's robe or not. He recognized it and said, It's my son's robe. A wild animal has devoured him. Joseph must have been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put a simple mourning cloth around his waist, and mourned for his sons for many days. All of his sons and daughters got up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted, telling them, I'll go to my grave, mourning for my son. And Joseph's father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites had sold Joseph to the Egyptians, to Potiphar, Pharaoh's chief officer, commander of the royal guard. Thank you so much, Kylie. 
In just a few minutes, uh, we will have our children's message from uh, Kristen and Reese. And after that, there will be a short message from our Bishop Gary Muller. I hope that, that you will enjoy that. boys and girls. Hi friends, good morning and happy Sunday. <laughs> we have a friend with us this morning as well. This is Ezra. In the scripture that you hear today, we are going to learn about a man named Joseph. And Joseph has something bad happen to him. His own brothers are super jealous of him and they want to get rid of him. So they throw him down a well. And then they end up selling him to somebody else because they just want him gone. Can you believe I, that? I mean, like, how could they even get him to go inside a well? They throw him down the well. It's a well. So it's like um, in olden times, there were these deep, deep holes that had water in them. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a, um, a pit, like if you're going to throw something in a pit. Um, and they're super deep and they have water in them. Some are called wishing wells. Kind of like a wishing well. Yes, that's that's a good good way to describe it. But this one happened to be dry that they threw him in. Boys and girls, I want you to think of time that maybe something bad happened to you. Can you think of a time? I think of like whenever I got my appendix out, I had to stay there for a long time. Okay. I got to see a puppy and <laughs> yeah. And I also have to stay there for one. Wee. Right. So a few years ago, Reese had to have his appendix out and had to go to the hospital. Um, and that was kind of a bad thing that happened. But the bad didn't last forever, did it? No. You went to the hospital, you healed, and you got home, and you were feeling better, right? Mm -hmm. And that's often what happens when bad things happen to us or when we're hurt. They don't last forever. Sometimes that's hard to remember when you're in the middle of it, but it doesn't last. So... When we have a hard time, something we can do, what Joseph did, mm -hmm. was, is to trust God. Do you know that God has a plan for every one of us? Yeah. God does have a plan for every one of us. He knows exactly what's going to happen in all of our lives. And that's kind of hard to think about, but it's something that... I try to remember, and I want you to try to remember whenever something bad happens or when you're going through a hard time or you're hurt or you're sad, that God's going to take care of us. He's going to provide our strength. We can lean on him. We can talk to him. We can pray to him, and he's going to take care of us. He knows exactly what we need. In the scripture, Joseph trusts God to take care of him, and that's exactly what happened. Joseph was thrown down a well by his brothers, but God protected him and took care of him. And he does that in our lives every day, too. Mm -hmm. He takes Like right now. Like right now. He's always taking care of us. He's always protecting us. God gives us strength, takes care of us. He guides us, makes us feel better. Mm -hmm. He can give us happy hearts, and he can restore our joy. Like he made me feel better whenever I had my appendix Exactly, out. just like that. He healed me up. He sure did. <laughs> so boys and girls, this week if something bad happens or you're sad or you get hurt or maybe a friend hurts your feelings, I want you to lean on God. Pray to him to restore your strength. Know that he loves you so much and he is always going to take care of us. Can you do that? 
Mm -hmm. I know you can. We pray with me? Mm -hmm. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being our comfort and strength. Please help us to always trust you and to know that you will forever lead us down the right path. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bye, boys and girls. I hope you have a great week. As the people called Methodist in Arkansas, is to be on our knees praying and confessing and repenting and to wade into the middle in the midst of the polarization to bring reconciliation. I've been with you over eight years now, and I know your character, and I know your heart, and I know your faith. And every time you pray and every time you seek reconciliation, you are giving a glorious witness to the Lord. And you are planting seeds of hope. Pray with me. Lord, we give you thanks for the great reconciling your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We confess our own sin in how we view others and treat others. We confess our nation's failings in so many ways. And we seek your forgiveness and we seek to live in a new way. So fill us with just the grace we need at just the time we need it and just the way we need it, that we will be able to be reconcilers for Christ in a polarized and broken nation. We know that the coming days will be tense. We know there are threats of violence. We're not sure what's going to happen. But we know you and we give you thanks that you are still God, Jesus is still Lord, and the Holy Spirit is still the Holy Spirit in all things, at all times. Amen and amen. And amen. Thank you so much, Bishop Muller. I have a dream. Those words are inscribed now in our history books. They are words that are often quoted in speeches and, yes, in sermons. They are written about by scholars and just ordinary people. They're words that are memorized by school children and words that are pondered upon by many, not just in this country, but the world over. They are the words uttered by the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. in August of 1963. They are words spoken by a person who is given a dream, a dream by God. And we know that the dream was bigger than any one person. It was a dream that we all can see each other as equals, as God sees us as equals to. Such a dream is bigger than any one of us. And such a dream is 
filled with joy, living, breathing joy that is given from God. But there are times in such a dream that it is hard to find the joy. Times when there is suffering. Times when there is violence. Times when there is sorrow and lamenting. And those times bring us back to the psalmist who tells us with great conviction that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. This morning we heard about another dreamer, Joseph. Joseph in the scripture passage in which what was read for us, Joseph was only about 17 years old, and he experienced sorrow. He experienced a great lament. He experienced fear. He was most assuredly scared for his own life. But we have to know a little bit more about Joseph before we can go on with his story. And so we will leave Joseph for just a moment in that deep, dark place, that pit. And we'll figure out who he was. Joseph was the great-grandson of Abraham. Abraham was the one that God gave the promise, made a covenant with, that from his offspring would come God's great nation. And Abraham's son was Isaac, and Isaac had two sons, one of whom was Jacob, who would later be renamed by God as Israel. And this Jacob had 12 sons, and Joseph was number 11. He was born when Jacob was older to his beloved wife, Rachel. And Joseph's name actually means added, or, or add, to add, that he was added to the family of God. He was added to the family of Jacob much later. And because that he was the beloved son of Rachel, who would die later when she was giving birth to Joseph's brother Benjamin, Joseph thought of, Jacob thought of Joseph as his most special son. He doted on him. He gave him everything he could. And he believed that it was Joseph who would be the child of promise, who would be the one to carry on this promise of God. Now, Joseph also was given a gift. It was a gift of dreaming and then later interpreting dreams. And having one such dream got him in trouble. Because, you see, he had this dream about during harvest time, after you harvest the, the wheat and the grain, and you have these big sheaves, his, his brothers and his, even his father's sheaves 
would bow down to him. And all those years as his older brothers, who had worked and striven so hard to have the favor of their great father, Jacob, Israel, and they saw that his blessing would probably be upon their little kid brother, Joseph, who didn't work very much. They got so angry. And one day, when Joseph came to see his brothers tending the flocks, they made up this wild scheme to kidnap him, to murder him, and to get him out of the way. But as events would have it, it didn't work out that way. Because you see, God had another purpose for Joseph. Joseph's life was spared. They threw him down in this cistern, this pit. And in those days, the Hebrew people, another word for pit or another way they described hell was in a pit, a deep, dark, lonely, isolated pit. Joseph was literally thrown to hell. They didn't kill him, his brothers, did they? Instead, they sold him for 20 pieces of silver to a traveling caravan, just 10 pieces of silver shorter, fewer than what Judas was paid to betray Jesus hundreds of years later. God, of course, had a plan for this dreamer. And it involved him having to go to Egypt. His sorrow, his hurt, his fear would not stop there. He had several bad things to happen to him. But later on, it was this gift that God had given him, this dreamer, to interpret the dreams that brought him before the king, Pharaoh himself. And it would be Joseph's gift of interpreting the dream that God had put upon Pharaoh of seven years of great abundance in the land and then seven years of great famine that Joseph would realize and Pharaoh would elevate him to his number one. And Joseph would oversee the gathering of the abundance of grain in those seven years. So seven years later, when the great famine came, not just in Egypt, but all over the world, that people from the whole world would come to Egypt to buy this grain. And guess who else came? His family. Israel. And Joseph would then become the savior of Israel to save his family, the same family, the same brothers who tried to kill him and to get rid of him. Joseph would save them. And thus he did become the child of the promise 
just not in the way that his father had envisioned. It's a beautiful story of forgiveness and reconciliation. It's also a story for us to remember that during hard times, during times of great fear, that there is still joy. We may not feel that joy, but it is inside of us because God has given it to us. God uses us. God uses dreamers. And there are many dreamers today, my friends. There are many of us who God is calling to live out God's purpose, God's plan of salvation upon this very good earth. And we walk in the paths that God has given us. The psalmist tells us that in the scripture, the 23rd Psalm, that God will renew our strength, that God will keep us alive, that God will lead us in the right paths for his namesake or to honor and glorify his holy name, just as God did for Joseph, just as God did for Moses, just as God did for Dr. King. But the scholar Walter Brueggemann tells us that the dream does not depend, in this case, the story of Joseph, does not depend upon Jacob, the father. The dream does not depend upon the brothers. The dream doesn't even depend upon Joseph. It is at work on its own. God has not abandoned the dream. God didn't abandon Joseph. God has never abandoned anyone that God has called to God's purpose. God will not abandon us either. As the bishop mentioned, these are tumultuous times. We saw what happened last week in our country, and we don't know what will happen this week when the change of power, the transfer of power happens on Wednesday. But we know that for those of us who are called to God's purpose, those of us who are instruments of peace, those of us who are followers of God's only Son, Jesus Christ, that God will lead in the right paths and that God will help us lead others, lead others through those still waters, lead others to a promised land where we can look at each other with the same eyes that God looks at us. My friends, it is a good time to follow our Lord and Savior. I might have shared with you many years ago when I was in college, I ran into a scripture, ran across this scripture. It feels like I ran into it one day when I was reading my Bible, and I'd read all around it before, but it never really stood out to me. 
and it was Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. And from that moment on, I claimed that verse. I hung it in my dorm room. I hung it in my apartment later in my houses for a long time till the ink finally faded uh, on, the, on the calligraphy paper. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge the Lord, and he shall direct your paths. Trust in God. Trust in that joy that God plants deep inside of us. Trust in that joy that it will at some point in time reappear unexpectedly, even when we may be in that pit, even when we may be in a time of great fear, even when we may be confused or feel lost or separated from those we love and are even what we think is our purpose in life. It is still there. Jesus tells his disciples before he leaves and before he dies, in John chapter 16 verse 20 he says truly truly i love the way jesus says that it's like he is affirming it truly truly i tell you you will weep and lament but the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful but your sorrow will turn to joy my friends we are the children of the dream we are the children of the promise. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning. Just trust God and let God lead you upon the right path. As we come together on this Sunday, we celebrate and every Sunday, the joy and the love and the grace that God gives us through Jesus Christ, his son. And so we have the privilege of coming to the table to partake of that sacrament a sacrament where we believe as United Methodists that we will experience the saving grace of Christ Jesus our Lord as we partake of the bread that represents his body and we drink of the juice that represents his blood. And so if you are at home now and if you have bread if you have juice if you have crackers donuts or water whatever you have you may partake of this sacrament too you may experience this grace of our lord and savior jesus christ also let us prepare our hearts to receive it by praying together lord thank you for this day Thank you for the dream that you gave Joseph. Thank you for 
his life, even though it was so hard. Thank you for the example of forgiveness and reconciliation that his life shows us even examples to us today. Thank you for all the dreamers in the world who follow something bigger than themselves, a dream that's given by you. Let us trust now your plan for our life. Let us look ahead in our country, in our world, in our community for ways in which to be instruments of peace, instruments of grace so that we can be reconciled to each other and to you. We confess to you our sins, God, and we ask you to free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. And now, God, as we partake of this bread, may it be the instrument of grace for us. May it be the body of Christ and the blood of Christ that we, redeemed by your body and your blood, may grow together. Forgive us, free us, of course, and let us partake with joyful hearts always and everywhere as your children. Amen. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, God, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, all of you, all of you. This is my body given for you. Do this as often as you can in remembrance of me. And after the supper, supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and said, This is my blood of the new covenant given for all of you. Drink this as often as you can in remembrance of, thee, of me. So in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we partake now. The body of Christ given for you. And the blood of Christ shed for you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Amen.
my friends, thank you for being here with us today. It is a good day if you have not made a commitment to serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is a good day for you to make that commitment. If you would like to call and talk with the pastors, Bill and Teresa and I, call the church. We would love to have a conversation with you about Jesus Christ. If you would like to join in membership with our church, we would love, love to have you join. No matter where you are, not just here in Hot Springs, no matter where you are joining us, we would love to bring you into the fellowship with this community of faith. Go forth on this day to serve God. And our benediction this morning, Taylor will give our benediction and know, my friends, that you are loved and loved greatly. with joy and help us to share the joy of Christ with others. Help us to see the good in others and help us to share joy by remembering good times and hoping for good times ahead. We pray for our world to be filled with your joy. Amen.